Welcome, everybody, to On The Cue here with DQ. I am your host, Darius Quisenberry, and today with me, I have a very, very special guest, somebody I can call a friend, a mentor, a big brother of sorts. I'm not going to put him in a father figure. I can call him that old yet, but um, and he's my new head coach now here, uh, Mr. Keith Ergo. Welcome, Coach, to the show. How's everybody doing? It's a great day to be a Ram. <laughs> yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is. Uh, this is a very special one for me, man. Obviously, our... Our relationship has grown over the past year. We, we've been together and stuff like that. So it was very personal uh, for me to get you on the show here and just kind of talk life instead of all. I mean, we talk basketball, but um, I feel like we talk life too, but not in front of everybody. And a lot of people don't know um, the person who you are rather than the head coach. And I kind of, that's the perspective I want to give them today. I appreciate that, man. You know, um, it's an interesting perspective. Obviously, you know, family life is, is uh, something I'm very passionate about and, Obviously, my connection to Fordham is all related to my family prior to ever becoming a head coach here or even a coach at all. So um, it's refreshing to be able to talk to uh, you. And, and anytime we get a chance to just talk about life, it really becomes more important than than, than actual on the court. So it's a, a privilege and an honor to be a part of your show. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for um you know the future that you have in, in, in broadcasting and what Fordham has the ability to to help you with absolutely and uh, you guys see all this here today um so I came out with the new brand I, I just partnered with the new uh clothing line uh it's Darius Quisenberry don't quit brand uh DQ the seven don't quits in life that I have on there um and then with the hourglass representation as well um everybody runs their own life race you know it's, it's everybody's life race is not the same and the problems that we have every day in life are not that big in the perspective of time. You know what I mean? The problem that you have today isn't going to be the problem you have tomorrow um, unless you let it be. And I feel like that goes with the don't quit because if you don't quit, you won't have that problem a year from now or two years from now. But if you let it drag on and, and, and you quit on yourself, that problem will stay there. But this is this is the setup here, and this is why we have the T-shirt, and every guest that comes on this show is going to get this T-shirt um, just like Coach Ogro is uh, after the show. Uh, so let's get into it. This is a 30-minute hourglass. Let's start. <clears throat> so, Coach, like the first question I have for you, you know, you've been you're not you're you're new, you're new to the head coaching world, but you're not new to coaching at all. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been at Villanova, you've been at Penn State, um, things of that sort. You were at Fordham last year as assistant head coach. And growing up, I've always had people tell me, "Oh, you're not gonna make it D1, or you're too small to do this, you're too small to do that." Did you ever have people telling you or the naysayers telling you, oh, you're good here. Like, you'll, you'll never be a head coach. You're good at an assistant. Or, um, you know, people telling you, oh, you might as well just take this job because head coach is probably not for you. Or did you ever at a point start to doubt yourself as well? Yeah, you know what? Obviously, you know, w when you've done it as long as I have. I mean, I started in high school. I didn't get into coaching, <laughs> at least professionally, until, you know, the age of 28 years old. So, Fortunately, I did have a lot of folks that um, were mentors of mine that were extremely positive influences, knew my passion for um, creating change through sports, specifically basketball. You know, I, I've been involved with it since, you know, I can remember, honestly, in my high school job every summer was working Purple Legal Basketball Camp at Gonzaga High School where I went. I ended up, you know, starting my coaching career there. Uh, and, and with four years under Steve Turner at, at, at Gonzaga High School. And then, you know, I got the opportunity. You know, I started from the bottom, man. Um, that's that's the real thing. I, I, I took an internship, which 
uh, is no longer an internship, actually. The video coordinator job at, at Villanova back in 2007, I believe, was an internship. I mean, I lived in a dorm uh, for five months uh, after being married for over a year or two years at, at that point. So, um, but, you know, when you do it for as long as I do, when you go through some of the struggles that we went through at Penn State, then I was there for 10 years. Um, you know, and you get to a prog- get a program from the bottom to the top 10 in the country and you think you got things rolling and then, you know, things take place where you feel like you're right back to the bottom again and you're never really, you know, certain on whether or not you're going to eventually reach your goal, which was for me always to become a head coach. Uh, and then obviously we had a great year last year. Um, and okay, next yeah. thing you know, out of nowhere – we're, uh, we're, 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 my family and I are like, uh, you know, oh my goodness, what, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, and I knew that we had made a decision essentially if I didn't win this job that there was a good chance that I might decide to get out of the coaching world just mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm in my, uh, almost in my mid forties, I got four children. And at that point it's, you know, I, I never wanted to be one of these guys who, who I respect these guys, but I never wanted to be one of these guys that potentially had to move away from his family Absolutely. just to, just to continue to follow what my dream was. So, um, I, I, I used to doubt myself every once in a while, but, you know, fortunately I got an incredibly family base. I got nine brother or eight brothers and one sister. My parents are tremendous and my wife is the best and I'm my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. So she knew what we had sacrificed and for so long that she was willing to, to stick with it. And, and here we are. Absolutely. I, I love that answer. And kind of just going off of that, we talk about every day the 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 standard instead of instead of culture i like the yeah. the word standard better yeah uh, just because as a player for me i have my own standard you know what i mean that's why when people say yeah we just got to get you healthy again and eventually maybe you'll play a game i feel like it's been what like three years since you played but no uh, big deal. just played maybe like a couple days ago <laughs> yeah. played in the bahamas too uh, by the way yeah one game <laughs> one, one. but no seriously um you know i have my own standard for myself so the the standard you've been to final fours you've won championships yeah. so as a new head coach, is that what you're trying to bring here? That standard, you know what I mean? We've had, you said we had a good year. I feel like we had an okay year yeah. last year. So is that what you're trying to bring to, to, to the team? You know what? I, championships are for you to speak about. Mm-hmm. For me, our goal is to create a standard where, you know, our student athletes come in and they become the best versions of themselves. And if our staff... And our players help recruit high-level, talented basketball players that we help become tremendous young men, both in the classroom and out in the community. Well, then we feel like their performance on the court is just going to evolve into championships. Absolutely. We don't really talk about it too much. I mean, that's always the ultimate goal. You want to win at the highest level. But for us, we feel really strong about our, our um, standard becoming young student athletes becoming great men by the time they're and earning their degrees and and becoming well-rounded human beings you know who can pretty much succeed in anything they do we feel like if we develop those unique and authentic relationships with our players um you know they're they're willing to do what it takes on the floor uh, no matter what it is whether or not it's dive head first into a water cooler whether or not it's you know you know, not get a shot the entire game, but but do whatever it takes to to win basketball games for their staff, for their their teammates, 
And as a result, championships or winning at a high level is a byproduct of just caring about each other and, and developing into what we all hope each member of our sta- of our staff and our, our, our locker room becomes. Absolutely. I feel like that, that goes with uh, our saying, too, attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Attitude is for life. It's not just on a basketball court. You know I mean? If you get fired from a job or you don't get that promotion, you still have to have the right attitude because you never know what it's going to lead to um, and stuff like that. And it's kind of leading into my next one. Uh, my next question, you know, you have a beautiful, beautiful little baby girl named, named Samantha who was diagnosed with, with uh, Down syndrome. Um, but she she examples the only the little time I've been around her. Yeah, she she has exampled more than anybody I've seen attitude. You know yeah, what I mean? and that's why I feel like you show us every day is tatted on you and stuff like that. So please shine some light on that situation, all you do in different uh, societies and stuff like that, that that your family's involved in, you're involved in. Yeah, you know what, man, I appreciate that. It's funny, you know, it's uh, it's ironic, and I'm one of those guys who who believes that everything kind of happens for a reason, good or bad. Amen. Um, amen. You know, and and uh, we just happened to be talking about this today. Meanwhile, my wife Christie's in, in Samantha School, uh, Primrose Elementary, up in up in Somers, today speaking about World, you know, Down Syndrome Month and and um, educating uh, my daughter's classmates on Down Syndrome um, and and what it means. Uh, you know, obviously the three arrows and. Um, which represent the the three copies of the twenty first chromosome, and um, you know, it, it, she does more than I do. But you know, we've been involved. She she's an ambassador for the Special Olympics. She's ambassador for the Buddy Walk and World Down Syndrome Society. Um, we 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 held um, a Buddy Walk uh, every year in State College for the last uh, six years prior to moving here. Now she's seven. We'd like to start that here. Um, through the World Down Syndrome Society, we didn't have enough time to to get it done this year, but um, I come back for that, by the way. Yeah, without a doubt. So that'll be a buddy walk. We're looking to kind of start that here on Fordham's campus, um, probably next year, and really make it something really special. But um, you know, for her, th- there's nothing quite like obviously coming home, no matter what happens, whether or not it's a bad practice, bad, uh, good practice, whether or not something went down off the court, whether or not, you know, win, lose, you're always coming home to that smile. You know, she just kind of puts some, some, some things in perspective a little bit, you know, and, um, it's, it's amazing to me, the joy we always talk about, you know, uh, spread love. So every morning we talk about her getting out, her job is to spread love. You know, that's, that's what her role in our family is and her role in her classroom is. And she does a tremendous job of that. She doesn't, she doesn't really let anything face her. And it's, it's a, it's a great example for all of us in life. You know, there's so many different things that we can't control. She couldn't control being born with Down syndrome. So, you know, but her reaction to it, her smile every day, you know, her positivity and uh, her energy is something really, really um, kind of infectious throughout our, our, our home and actually, uh, you know, throughout our community. So um, it's just a, a great example, like you mentioned, of, of what attitude's all about. You know, there's a number of things you're not going to be able to control in your life uh, on a daily basis, but how you react to those things truly defines your character and who you, what kind of man or woman you are and, and, um, and the influence you might have on others. Absolutely. And I feel like that, that also leads into my next question to where, you wake up every morning some days, and it happens to everybody, where you don't want to get up. It's a drag that day, 
or it's cold outside, it's snowing, you don't feel like going outside, going to the gym that day. Yep. What motivates you most every day to get up and be that everyday guy that's, that you preach to me every day, being that everyday guy, being an example for the younger guys on the team, stuff like that? Yeah. What What motivates you mostly every day to get up? You know, there's a couple things. Honestly, you know, my family motivates me. Seeing Samantha every morning mo- motivates me. The sacrifice and the... And the um, the incredible commitment that my wife and my family have made for me to follow my dreams and to become the head coach at Fordham. You know, my parents, my father being uh, um, one of the hardest working individuals I've ever been around in my life, being a Fordham alum, being a Fordham law alum, um, 59 and class of 62 law, you know, obviously that motivates me to be successful here and to help build something really special here. You know, you guys motivate me. The promise that we made to you and your families when we were recruiting you, um, th- those are those are promises we want to keep. You know, we, we always talk about doing whatever it takes to help you become the best version of yourselves. And, you know, I got to bring that every day. You know, I got to make sure that, you know, our energy and our passion for you and your teammates um, is fulfilled each and every day. You know, if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, putting you guys in position to be successful, well, then, you know, we could be considered frauds and honestly we don't want to we don't want anyone to leave here without reaching their full potential that's a commitment we've made to you guys we've commitment we've made to your families and honestly the commitment to we've made to each other um so that's i don't know if (laughs) it's a long-winded answer there's a number of things that motivate me but um you know the responsibility that i have to lead this program you know ed cole taking a chance on me you know uh, all of the wonderful alumni um, at, at Fordham and all the people that uh, are excited to see us perform and represent the university, that motivates me. So there's just a number of different things, but um, uh, it's uh, I, I'm just incredibly proud to be here and, and to be the head coach at Fordham. Yeah, a lot of people may not know your your father went to Fordham, correct? Yeah, he's yeah. a class of '59. He played basketball his freshman year in 1954. Um, 60 tall, 60, uh, uh, class of 62 in law. So, uh, double, double, uh, degree here from Fordham. And so it's been ingrained in me. All of his college friends are his best friends in life. Still, he's traveling with one of them right now over in Europe. Um, you know, so it's just, uh, it's an incredible community to be a part of a very proudful Mm -hmm. alumni base and something I feel like we're very special to be a part of. He got a law degree. He got a law Jeez. degree, 1959 undergraduate, Man. 1962 law. I know he got the brains and yeah. you did it. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're right about that. I'll be the first to admit that. When you have when you have ten children, nine boys, there's there's bound to be one that might fall off. Uh-huh. Just happened to be me. Yep. And if you're wondering why I'm wearing a do rag today, I'm. Going, I am, uh, and why and it's gold nonetheless. That. I want to know why it's gold and, and not maroon. He knows why it's gold, and he he hates this gold do rag. Every time I wear the gold do rag, he says, "Why are you wearing that? It looks like honey mustard." Yeah. So today, but I'm gonna wear a different do rag every episode, just a different color, uh, just to get a different pop. But I wore this one specifically just for him because every time I wear it, ah, oh, why you have that on? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this clear. Let's let, let make sure everybody knows our colors are are. Our maroon, right? Maroon, gray, white, either one. We're, we're gonna this we're gonna talk right about wearing some. Colors. We're gonna talk about wearing some black this year. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know some folks might be a little dis, 
you know, unnerved uh, about that. But that's something we're pushing for. Actually, Darius Quisenberry is pushing for that. And, Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, I'd like to see one of those do-rags on your head. Mm -hmm. no, I'll definitely wear one. Give me a Fordham do-rag. I'll rock that. All sure. Right. There it goes. <laughs> hey, get it. Don't quit. Do yeah. rag. It's Fordham colors, man. Yeah, Let's do it. Start doing that. That's yeah, a good man. idea. Matter of fact, great idea. It makes all a bunch of different. I'm right ways. here. I'll be your marketer, dude. <laughs> um, honestly, do you have? You know, I feel like in life we always go through things, and sometimes we say, "Oh, I wish I would have done this different. I wish I would have done this different." <laughs> do, do you have any like regrets going through your 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 college coaching or just? I mean, through your life in general that you feel like you wish you would have did different or you feel like oh you would have done everything the same if you had the chance to? Mm, there are a number of regrets uh, that I had maybe when I was younger. Yeah. Some of the decisions I made when I was in college or just out of college, I wish I could get back. But <laughs> quite honestly, I feel like all of those decisions and the, and, uh, and the results of those decisions have led me to this very moment right now. Absolutely. So I don't really, you know... Um, you know, I'm a little disappointed in some of the decisions I may have made, but, um, again, if you live every day, like, you know, whatever happens to you has some sort of meaning and there's a reason behind it, good or bad, you, you can't really live with regrets. You gotta, if you're going to say that you can't be a hypocrite and then yeah. say you have regrets because, you know, honestly, I don't think without the decisions or, or maybe, um, the results of the, the, the decisions that I may have made, whether or not they were good or bad at the time, they have led to me to being here at this very moment. So, um, you know, I feel like there's a reason for it, whether or not it took longer or, or a shorter period of time. Um, all of those decisions, bad, indifferent, wrong, whatever it might be, good, they've led me to this very moment right here, which is obviously uh, I feel like I'm living a dream. Absolutely, what God wants you to be. And I feel like that's... <clears throat> what I live my life by, you know what I mean? I feel like everything happens for a reason. We talk about it a lot. And now, I know you've made some bad decisions. <laughs> and you, you definitely should have some regrets, but we can talk about those yeah, offline. I don't think we can talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I have definitely have regrets in my life, things I've gone through, stuff like that. But I feel like everything has sculpted me to be where I am today and the man I am today as well. Yeah. Um, just trying to do different things, trying to create different venues. And in my job right now, I feel like for my family, is trying to curate generational wealth and, and we've talked about it a lot um and also that's with you as well so a lot of people always ask you you know what i mean well how is it going to be your first year as a head coach how is yeah. going to be this and that i know you're going to be a good head coach for years to come that's not my worry i know what you're yeah. made of and who you are so my question to you is kind of the opposite end what does keith ergo look like 10 years from now, retired, is it going to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> are you going to be a, a father figure? You're just going to be a father for your kids? You know what I mean? Just yeah. be there. Or are you going to, I mean, start basketball camps? What's it going to look like? Well, that's a great, great question. I, I have um, different hobbies, right? My wife and I, um, we love to travel. Right, I love okay, to play okay. golf. Uh, are you um, good though? Are you good at golf? I'm, you can I'm, love to you play. Know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not bad. I'm not going <laughs> to say I'm, I'm not bad. I'm right. You know, I'm right around a seven handicap. That's 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 uh, that's definitely way too high for a basketball coach. So I I, I want to keep that or low, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know what? Alvy's a pretty darn good golfer, but uh, <laughs> when it gets down to it, it's all mano y mano on the course, and I, okay, you know, okay. I don't lose in very much. Right. So, I'll give I, you that. You know, I don't expect Alvy to be able to beat me, regardless of whether or not he might, you know, 
might have a better swing or whatever. <laughs> Bottom line is you got to hit the shot right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I honestly, you know, you got to think a little bit more when you have a family. Um, I don't really think about 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. I'd love to say that, you know, we had some success and I was able financially to support my family enough where I didn't have to work much more. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm focused right now on, on today. And, um, you know, my goal 10 years from now is to make sure that my um, my 11-year-old, who would be 21 at that point, is is um, is is happy, successful, maybe in college, doing what he loves to do, whatever that might be, prepared to potentially graduate with a degree wherever he wants to be. Um, you know, that, that that's my that my ultimate job is to make sure that I provide and, and I mentor and that I... Um, that I'm just there for my children and that in 10 years I'm hoping that all of them are heading in a successful direction, whatever that means. You know, as long as they're happy and healthy at that point in time um, and maybe not living off me and my (laughs) wife, that'd be great. But, um, you know, that that to me is that my ultimate goal in 10 years is to make sure that my children and that my wife are, are in a position where we can enjoy uh, each other and and wherever that might be that, that's really the only thing i think about yeah you know um making sure that we're comfortable Absolutely. and then hopefully everybody's healthy healthy and happy at that point in time mm-hmm. i feel like me and my me and my dad have conversations about this daily just about i mean being a a, a leader a father figure no matter what who to who it is but when i have kids one day whenever that is you know what i mean i feel like he's preached to me so much that my job would be that I have set the right example to where when I leave this earth, they know how to act as men or women, how yep. to carry themselves, how yeah. to carry the family name, you know, and, and obviously I obviously want to bounce things off you, you father of four. So yep. you've been around to have girls and, and, and boys as well. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, for you, what does your definition of a good father look like for you? Wow. Uh, you know what? Just being there, just being, 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 um, Honestly, I, the only thing we talk to our children about is is living by what we call the golden rule, and we talk about it on a daily basis, and that's just treat people the way that you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. We believe that if we instill that in our children, that um, they're going to learn how to be respectful, polite individuals. They're going to, you know, um, you know, work hard, um, be a good person, and great things will happen doesn't mean you're going to make a million dollars or several million dollars, whatever it is. I know you talk about generational wealth, but, you know, to me, you know, you can't you can't just worry all the time about money. You know, obviously you want to be financially stable. But Mm -hmm. if I made every decision, at least professional decision based off of trying to make more money, I definitely wouldn't be in the position that I'm currently in. Um, You know, I, I there are a heck of a lot of other things that we could have done. And we, because I, 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 you know, it's a partnership with my wife. Every decision that we make or that I make has to be bounced off of her financially mm-hmm. and, and uh, professionally, and, you know. Um, but I, I wouldn't have gotten into coaching if it was about money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think wealth is also related to um, how you make others feel and how that makes you feel inside. Yeah. And um, honestly... You know, I have no reservations that you're going to be successful in whatever you do. Your parents have done a tremendous job raising you, um, providing you the opportunities both on and off the court to to live your dreams. You have your work ethic and your desire to be 
uh, great in everything that you do um, ha- has led you to this point. And, and the sky is the limit for you both on and off the court, quite honestly. Um, you know, and, and for me, that's that's what it's all about. It's putting your kids in a position where they can they can um, one day have children of their own and and be able to uh, teach them the lessons that they feel necessary for their children to be successful. And again, success to me is just being happy and healthy. Yeah, it, it really is. Absolutely. Um, because if you wake up with a smile, you're having a great day, man. Yeah. And, and you know, money ain't going to change no. that smile. You know. You know, more money, more problems is definitely a cliche for a reason. Absolutely. I feel right. like people say that money doesn't bring happiness. You know what I mean? It no, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't makes things happiness. easier. Let's yeah. make uh, Everybody, yeah. get it, don't get it twisted. It makes things a lot easier. You know, when you have money, you can make some different decisions. But, you know, what are you doing with that money? Are you giving yeah. it to people or, you, you know, obviously you need it for yourself. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're all about giving back and giving back to your community and, you know, it, it depends what you're doing with that money, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I want to make money to be able to support my family, but I also want to give back in, in different ways. And that puts a smile on our faces, my yeah. wife and I. I agree with that. And I just like going off of that, like how money doesn't bring happiness. You see John Wall was just talking about it, how he was going through suicidal thoughts yeah. uh, for stuff. You know what I mean? For two years ago, being injured and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you see movie stars commit suicide every day who have millions of dollars. So obviously that money doesn't bring happiness, but obviously it does make stuff easier. But at the same time, going into my next question is, I don't think people realize it's hard on the head coach, but if you're married, how hard it is on your wife uh, to follow you around everywhere, to support you in everything you do, not be able to see you a lot, but be having to take care of the kids and stuff like that. So just kind of shine some light on, I mean, the relationship between you and your wife, because obviously one day, for me, I would like to get there to where I have a great wife who supports me through whatever I do and can take care of my kids while I'm on the road playing or something yeah. like that. I can come yeah. back to her and and we can just bond like we've never been apart. So, so explain something. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing quite like having a partnership. We're the, you know, we talk about a team, we're parts of teams, and but the, 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 my best teammate, my most important teammate is my wife. Amen. Um, and honestly, um, with, without her sacrifice and her commitment to, um, to me, uh, it'd be very difficult to be where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, she's never really fought any decision. She's like, whatever, wherever we end up, I'm, I'm with you, you know, we're, we're together. So, you know, she's put her own career on the back burner. She, she went to school for photography. Um, you know, she, she's had her own business, uh, you know, but it's tough because when you know there's a very good chance you're going to be um, transient, you know, and moving every once in a while, it's hard to create a, a stable business, you know, and, and uh, in Pennsylvania, obviously, when we were working at Villanova and living in, in just outside Philadelphia, she had a business there. She was she was on top of. Well, actually, she started in Silver Spring, Maryland. When I was working at Gonzaga, she had a, a legitimate business, photography business. All of a sudden, goes a different direction. We moved to Philadelphia. Um, she starts the business there. Then four years later, or four and a half years later, we moved to State College, and then she was very reluctant. Then we started having children, so yeah. she put the, her business and her own career on the back burner for me to watch the kids so I could go out and, and coach the way I was coaching. And then all of a sudden, you know, we end up moving here as she started to actually build a business 
as our kids were getting a little bit older, she started to build her business, you know, and then all of a sudden we move here. Yeah. And now she's she's still, you know, staying involved with the photography and eventually she will crack that. Maybe 10 years from now I'm her assistant. Yeah. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe that's something we do. She she's um she's unbelievable at uh at, at photography and right now she's like the team um, my, my, my boys, my, my son, Cody's team photographer. And, you know, she takes it so serious and, uh, she does an unbelievable job and all the parents are loving what she's putting on, uh, every, every, every week after their games. But, you know, there's nothing quite like it to have that support, you know, to have mm-hmm. that ultimate teammate. Uh, I'm very blessed. She's, uh, one of the most selfless people I know. Um, and one of the most patient individuals I know doesn't make you doesn't be make patient it with somebody like him. Yeah, it doesn't make it easy, man. <laughs> doesn't make it easy. Uh, but it's uh, there's nothing more rewarding. Absolutely, and just going off of sacrifices, you know, um, as parents, you know, what I mean, you you have parents, I have parents. So yeah. my parents have done so much. Now that I'm older, I know what they sacrificed for me. You know, my mom had to stay at home while my dad worked three to four jobs trying to provide food, clothes on her back. But I never went a day not thinking I was going to have a meal, not thinking I was going to have clothes or my dad wasn't going to come home and play with me. You know what I mean? Even though he had a long day at work, didn't feel like it. He still made time for me. So for your parents, you know what I mean, do you realize, obviously you do, but how much do you now know what they sacrificed for oh, you to be where you are? You got to be. I mean, first of all, they had 10 children, nine yeah. boys and one yeah, my dad. My dad had a yeah. 10, too. My dad was part of 10. Yeah, just and we weren't the easiest to deal with, man. We weren't your typical stay-at-home dudes or, or my sister. I mean, we were active and um, competitive and, um, you know, so uh, the amount of time and energy and effort they, sac- they, they put forth – for 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 their children there is no greater example of um how to be a father how to be a mother mm. that than than i believe than my own parents um they gave us every opportunity to be successful um and i live every day right now trying to make them proud um just a shining example of what it means to be um incredible parents so if i could do half of what They've done for half of if I could do for my children half of what they've given me provided the opportunities um, for me then then I I would be I, I'd be father of the year um, but it, it, you know I'm incredibly grateful and blessed look you know we don't have the choice of where we grow up or mm-hmm. who, where we're born um, but you know appreciating it and being grateful for that. Um, and understanding, thanking, thanking God for all the the incredible blessings that we have, man, because we were given everything we could have ever dreamed of be, as a result of the hard work and dedication my parents had for their children. Absolutely, and uh, kind of just kind of going off of that, and it's just like in my mind with with, with my father, right? Yeah, he is. He's my hero. You know yeah. what I mean. He's the person I look up to. The like you just said, the person. If I could be half the father he is yeah. to my kids one day. I, w- I would be beyond thrilled to be, yeah. you know, if there was one thing you feel you could take from your father to give to your kids that you like, and also one thing that he did that you did not like as well, because we learned some things as well from our parents, some yeah. things we like, some things we don't as well, some things we want to teach our kids, but also some things we don't. Um, so what's one thing and also one thing you would want to teach your kids that you are currently, and one thing you kind of switched up? Shoo. Work ethic. 
I mean, that's my father is the hardest working human being on the planet. Uh, and it's self. He, the reason why he worked so hard is because he 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 uh, he wanted to make sure that he did everything to provide for his his children. Mm -hmm. That's why he did it. I mean, that's as selfless of an act as you can possibly get. The man never really enjoyed anything individually. Whatever he did was for his kids. So that work ethic is something that if I could instill that in my in my children, then I know they're going to be safe, sound, and successful in whatever they do. Mm. Um, you know, that's just the bottom line. Uh, as far as what I wish uh, I don't do um, is I, I never, you know, I don't want that belt. <laughs> I got that belt, man. Oh man, I you got know, that too. Too many. A little times. bit, a little me. bit different nowadays, man. You can't. It, it's crazy, but no, nah. I still might whip my kid. Don't <laughs> yeah. put that on him. I might. Nah, I nah. There's a difference between whooping them and maybe being a little stern. But um, I probably won't. I, I haven't taken that belt. I've thought about it, uh, but I, I, I haven't taken that belt. There's really nothing that my my father um, has done that that. I could say I don't want to take. I, I got to be honest with you. Other than that belt, but quite honestly, we should have gotten a heck, a heck of a lot more than the belt. We should have been. Man, we should have been much dealt trouble. much harder hands. <laughs> we we, sh we I'm now thinking back, the belt right. was light work compared to what we actually deserved. Mm -hmm. But uh, honestly, you know what? My, they they grew up in a different generation, so some of their thoughts, um, you know, I don't think they're closed minded. It's just. You know, things are ingrained in you, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think we're much more open now because of the, the resources and the information, the instant information that we have. Sometimes I wish we didn't have it, yeah. um, but uh, there, there's not a whole lot that I wouldn't uh, love to take from my father specifically. Um, I, I respect him that much, Absolutely. and I'm grateful for everything that he's given me and all the wisdom he's he's instilled in me. Um I wish I had more. Mm, amen, amen. Yeah, man. I can see that hourglass has ran out, Coach. I could talk to you for hours. Obviously, we do this every day. But um, I really appreciate you for being on here and taking the time just to be with me and just speak about life with me. Every time I get the opportunity just to, to talk to you about life, I love to, to take it just because I'm like a sponge because you've been through so much. And I love to just learn from you. Um, and obviously, like I said at the beginning, you're a great mentor for me. Um, and a great like big brother of sense. I appreciate that, man. And honestly, I know we're coming to an end here, but you know, it's funny. You talk about everything happens for a reason, right? And all the people that have fallen into place in my life, I believe, are in my life for a reason. Whatever at whatever time frame they fell into it, and obviously, you're a huge, massive part of my life, not just my career. And I think, I think it's it's um, incredibly special that. You know, my first year as a head coach, you're the leader of this program. And, and honestly, I think uh, that standard that you're helping create, I think that's going to um, ripple, ripple waves throughout the Fordham men's basketball program for years to come. Um, you're a pioneer. We talk about being a trailblazer. What you're currently doing, I think, is going to be passed down to another basketball player each and every year. So you're helping create a standard that's, in my opinion, hopefully one of the best uh, for years to come throughout sports, let alone college basketball. So we appreciate you. I just want you to get healthy and get back on the court so you can start performing at a high level again and help us lead. You know? um, but you know, I, I really thank you for having me on, man, and, and I think the sky's the limit for you, and I hope people go out and represent. Go go, go! Uh, listen to DQ's podcast and, and go purchase some of his merchandise, and it's pretty cool. I love the, I love the logo, and uh, 
you know, uh, anything that I can do for you and your family um, under the NCAA rules, mm -hmm, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. You know, you know, I'll always be, for, be here for you, man. I can't wait until, like you mentioned, I can't wait until you get married and I'm at that wedding. I can't I wait until you, you have, the, you know, mm -hmm. your first child and I get that birth announcement, man. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you more. And thank you for being here, Coach.